When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. Hey dudes, are you ready to? Very important that those are the first words ever said on this live stream. Yes, my first stream ever. Where shall I start? Uh, I have quite a few here. This one is from a channel called Hipster Black Metal. They made this one about me, and let's see what it is. Sorry about that. I'm allergic to nerds LARPing in their basement. I like this new generation of music. Mother of God, it's all toilet sounds. <laughs> Funny thing about Zoomies is my... Uh, my good friend's dad, when I was a kid, started Zoomies. I am a huge fan of Zoomies. But anyway, let's see what else he has. Buddy, I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and today... Soy Boy. Hey, I'm here with a video that I never thought I would make. <laughs> Do you look like a Lyft driver? They clearly went to a lot of trouble to go through my Instagram, so I appreciate that. It's flattering. If you've never paid attention to the lyrics to this song, they're amazing, like hilariously awful. So this person's upset that I didn't list every black metal band. As usual, I think it's very interesting how a lot of these metal types, or I guess these like genre-pedant types in general, um, they, they want you to list every single band from every single era, you know? And what's funny about that is like, they already know who these bands are. So why do you need me? If you already know, that uh, the following 10 bands were important. Why do you need me to tell you that? There's unfortunately a lot of misogynist stuff in this genre, which I really can't stand. And I want to be super clear that I definitely do not support any of that. So if there's a band that you don't hear me mention and you're wondering why, that could be the reason. So, you know what? All that might not even bother me if the black metal fan base wasn't so notoriously shitty. And I think that even most black metal fans would agree with me on that one. Of elitism, elitism. in music and community. Yeah, I feel like this video was off to a good start, or at least relatively speaking, and then they just, like, stopped putting any effort into it at all. The album that most people seem to like, and I don't hear people talk about them that often. It's the album that most people seem to like, and I don't hear people talk. Oh, about he got me! He got me. People, you said nobody talks about this thing, and yet a person has talked about this thing. Checkmate, McKenty. You know what? I think my black metal video was good. 
I, I don't watch my videos after I put them out, really, but watching his little highlight over here, I said, you know what? I did, good, I did a good job on that one. I stand by that. This video has 3,000 views. As far as I know, even Black Belt fans don't like this stuff very much. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. It's a good meme. I should use that. All right, well, there we go. I'd say they got off to a decent start. You know, they tried, but really, starting about three minutes into this one, I feel like they just kind of lost some steam and, uh, and, and kind of didn't have anywhere to go with it. So there we go. That's the first one. This one is 35 minutes long. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I want to watch that whole thing. 25 minutes, Jesus. The Punk Rock NBA has terrible taste. I know nothing about this. This is from a channel called Kodaka. I want to be clear here. I'm not trying to like dunk on these people or, you know, be mean to them or anything. I think it's great that people make this stuff. I genuinely, I just think it's funny. So I hope it goes without saying, don't go be mean to these people or anything like that. Dungeon rap. I'm interested in that. I like this. I, I actually, I actually like this. This is good. I like this. Okay. So this is the person who made the video. The punk rock NBA has terrible taste. Tell you what, I think this person has pretty good taste. So, you know, there's that frustrating about a video with a great premise and a terrible execution. This recent punk rock NBA video. Here, I've got a problem with this one already. This guy's playing Castlevania 1 for uh, NES here, and he's got one of those, like, um, oh, one of those filters on it that tries to make it look smoother. This is terrible. If you are playing emulated games, you should never, ever, ever use one of those filters. A CRT filter is the only acceptable shader to use ever, period. So, Already, we've got a difference of opinion. Castlevania, great game, but these shaders, not okay. Is terrible. I'm, I'm not going to, like, mince words about it. It's essentially the most reductive, shitty take on every genre of punk and metal you can think of, or at least, you know. Oh, good. Okay, I'm hoping that this is a reaction <laughs> to my video that's, like, punk and metal subgenres 101. He's saying it's the most shitty, reductive like summary of them that was the literal exact point of it is to make the most shitty reductive summary of every subgenre so uh if that's what he took from it then he's correct the main ones not the sub subgenres and whatever and it, almost every take he has is about 30 seconds of describing the music giving the audience or the fan base some sort of stereotype mm -hmm. and that's true that's right exactly exactly Yes, you were correct. Has no content. It, it it's there's no. There's He's right. Deeper. Yes. Than that. It is a and twenty minutes of stereotypes. That's from the chat here. I feel like this guy's proving the importance of a script when making videos. Very true. Or at least editing yourself afterwards. And I think its longevity is pretty impressive. That bands like Black Flag are still relevant forty years after they started. Relevant to who and in what way this seems like a really random example to be honest i i don't really see it i mean sure people still like black flag i mean that's that's yes that's it i think probably black flag are in terms of like punk and hardcore probably one of the lesser appreciated bands from their time i i would not say that's true at all i think black flag is one of the 
most appreciated bands of their time. And then there is Crust Punk, which is basically a heavier version of Anarcho Punk. And in my personal experience, at least 75% smellier and less intelligent with 90% more alcohol involved. Another pretty shallow take. I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong. I don't really like Crust Punks myself, but can we talk about the music for like two seconds? Like the fact that there's so much musical variety in what you... Why would you talk about the music when you can just stereotype the fans? It's way more fun. That's what I do. <laughs> That's a good point. At least this kid's got some opinions and not just me. So I think there's a lot of people that watch my videos and uh, want me to do some sort of exhaustive Wikipedia type thing, which maybe I would have done that years ago or something. But to be honest, I just... Does the world really need that? I mean, again, if you already knew what 20 bands were important in this genre... And Wikipedia already has that. And I just, why do you need me to say that? It's just really not what I'm trying to do. And and I, I think maybe he just missed the point that literally the entire premise of the video, which I would hope you could tell for the thumbnail, is to do what he said, is make the most reductive, simplistic, dumb take on this stuff. My advice to anybody out there who is like this kid, and I mean this with all due respect because I have been like this before, take a deep breath, relax, and understand that there is more to life than being like the authority on whatever your hobby is. There's a very specific type of person that does this kind of stuff, and uh, you got to move on with your life. This stuff is not worth the amount of energy you're allocating to it. Like Nipple said, it's tiring for the people listening. And even if you don't realize it, it's tiring on yourself. That's exactly right. Technical direction and added elements. Now we're talking about technical music. death metal or progressive death metal. <laughs> How dare I confuse technical death metal and progressive death metal? Obviously, they couldn't be more different. He just quoted the entire like progressive death metal section and nothing to say. If you don't have anything to say about it, I would say just leave that part out. For anybody who doesn't know, I've written, I don't know, probably 3,000 blog posts or something in my life, maybe more, and obviously made a lot of videos. I've been writing for 20-some years. One thing that I have noticed for people who are new to writing or any other kind of content is it's actually harder to be brief than it is to go on long. If you are getting started making content of any kind, really be brutal about the stuff that you cut out. You'll almost never regret it. Like if I make a video, my first cut of it is say like 26 or 28 minutes long. And then the version that you guys see will end up being 19, which means that I chopped out like seven to nine minutes of content from what you see. And I have never once regretted it. I have never been like, oh shit, I should have left that three minutes in there. Um, so be concise right so watering it down with melody makes no sense to me if i want melodic music i'm gonna go listen to miley cyrus i have no words but here's some words all right another takedown i have no idea what this one is but it's probably this guy's probably big brain time here because uh, his name is adolf stalin i think i've banned this guy from my channel <laughs> now we're talking adolf stalin <laughs> let's see what he's got to say all right this is takedown number two the punk rock MBA. He constantly makes videos about rock and metal dying when in fact the opposite is going on. Rock is dying. Why 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 rap is why metal's losing out to rap? It's uh, it's such a bunch of bullshit. I think this guy should just get a fucking Adidas beanie. And he should just become a rapper. I wish. Man, Adolf Stalin, do you have any idea how badly I want to do that? But unfortunately that the time for that has passed.
He didn't even say anything about face tattoos. Come on, man. And this guy's probably a little bit, quite a bit older than me. I'm 37 myself. And I think about this guy and I'm like, okay, well, okay, let's look at it for example. This guy, you know, probably at 19 was like, yeah, 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 I love all this band and stuff like, and then uh, the, the age he's at now, he's like completely, oh, I'm burned out. You know, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, be serious here. Come on, be serious here. You're not in it for life. You're you're a tourist. I wish I was a tourist, but here I am, 42 years old, talking about music on Twitch. Do I... I wish that I was a tourist, but sadly, this guy could not be more wrong. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. You're not proving anything. You're completely talking about how how these artists are not... The Billboard 100 does not equal digital plays or people buying records on mass i mean vinyl metal was made for vinyl vinyl is outselling cds now and metal has been made Let, let's look here let's see if we can find this not the bright green here see it's this like pea green the very very bottom sliver down here is vinyl it's tiny it's just not a big part of uh recording industry revenue it made played on 12 inch wax Wax. I mean, come on now. Let's be serious here. Let's be serious. I'm making such a Let's be serious, Adolf. You know, and I've noticed that I'll tinge my ear a little bit. He's probably thinking about me. Usually it means that people are talking about you. Yeah, see, he's right. Yeah, oh my God, he's right. I'm a little superstitious. All right, superstitious. How did he know? Let's not get into that. I like blues music, but let's not start singing here. I'm a terrible singer. But yeah, everything is about this is dying, this is dead, this is what killed. Oh my god, he's so negative. Don't get me wrong, a lot of the life advice he gives to people is positive attributed advice, which is great stuff, you know. I don't, but when he starts doing this whole entire like anti-fucking metal, anti-rock, anti-punk stuff, it's like... <laughs> Moses like, yes. I'm going to move on unless anybody wants me to stick around here. I just want to know, I want to see the in the corner of his room here, like the, the cage uh, that he has some poor child locked up in who he feeds with a slingshot. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like 
dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use HyperFollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. This guy does not look like a jerk, so let's see what he has to say. And we are going to do an actual response video to the Punk Rock NBA. Let's get into it. All right. All right, I'm into it. This guy's horsing around at college, lifting some weights, wearing a hat. I like it. I like this guy. I'm a fan of Caleb so far. You guys should go check out that guy's channel, Finn McKenty. He does an awesome job. See? Just like breaking I knew Caleb was a bro. I knew it. Today, I kind of wanted to give my opinion and my perspective to one of his most recent videos, The Most Hated Bands. And highlighted in that video was a little snip about Memphis Mayfire, but mostly Maddie Mullins. So once again, this is just my opinion. I like it, this Caleb. We're you friends. Know, All right, being the little tiny baby channel that I am, there's probably a good chance that Finn will probably never watch this, but I just thought I would- Caleb, believe in yourself. We're I all watching and we love you. We've got your back. Episode, so it was a pretty good experience. There we go. Look at little Caleb with his scene hair. I like I it. I came in during the hollow. I'm a product of the metalcore era, the, the peak warp tour generation, whatever you want to call it. Instead I want to adopt today, Caleb. I love it when people like this and, and I, I don't mean this in a shitty way at all. I sincerely love it when people like this call, like non-ironically call Memphis Mayfire metal because think about how angry this is making that webcam guy that we just watched, Adolf Stalin. Don't worry because the singer of your favorite metalcore band is here to help, which sounds cool on paper, right? But in reality, I think a lot of that was just straight up phony, very insincere and manipulative of a young fan base that didn't know any better. Where, where my difference is with that is being that young kid at those shows is like, maybe that was something that I needed to hear. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Like, that, this is a valid point, you know, that when they say stuff like that to a 14-year-old, that is going to help some of them. And that may be something that some of them do need to hear. And I, I, I respect that. And uh, maybe I should have clarified that in the video. Like, it, it does... It does help some people, but at the end of the day, I don't like it because I feel like their goal is not so much to help uh, as it is to basically harvest glory and attention from the audience. So that's kind of my perspective on it, but he's right. For me, like being down in the crowd, like listening to 
these guys try to be the encouragement that you need like i always i always appreciated that yeah that's a valid point like, dang dude that's something that i should strive for that's something that i could be i'm looking at it as an adult Chris he was Mojo looking at it actually put as a kid and we're gonna have different perspectives on that so i think that's a valid point i agree like uh from uh ev or ev original this is the way a response reaction should be done spotlight your point and provide counterpoint i agree and he's making a lot of good points if you're going to be and stand up on that stage and sort of give off a persona and encourage and steer people one way like dude it's it's just inevitable people are going to be looking up to you no matter what this is I a good point i kind of agree that it's a little bit stupid and phony but at the same time like that was stuff that i did appreciate hearing i was always a fan of bands that gave speeches the speeches that these guys gave on stage those were the things that i really really gravitated towards i do believe that Matty Mullins is still like a Christian guy and Memphis Mayfire is still like a Christian band. So I think they still hold those morals and beliefs, which which is something that I really appreciate. On the other hand, where you have- Yeah, the other thing that I said in the video, but I wanna mention now since we're talking about it, Matty Mullins was like 23 when he said that stuff. If you put me on that stage in front of thousands of people when I was 23, I 100% for sure would have said like shit that was 10 times cringier and dumber than that. I don't even know what I was said, but it would have been way worse than anything Maddie said. So, you know, I, I, I think it's fucked up to hold people not accountable because we're all accountable, but to, you know, try to drag somebody 10 years later for something they said when they were 23, I think is fucked up. Um, so I, I want to make it clear that, you know, I, I, I'm not doing that. Did Maddie Mullins really just say all that stuff because... He's like, yo, I got big balls, dude. I can say what I want on stage. Like, oh, dude, I don't know now, man. Finn's always like making me think. Up to this- I'm, I'm happy to hear that. You know, I there's always times where I could have said things better or differently. Uh, I'm not always right, but if, if uh, a video like that can just get people to think about these things, whether they agree with me or not, then I'm happy. And, you know, this the kind of things that Caleb's um, saying here, it makes me really happy to know that there's people out there who react this way to my videos. I think Maddie Mullins did say some stupid stuff on stage. Back there, I think he sounded a little bit- And that's okay. We all say dumb stuff, and I think we should all have the ability to be forgiven for that. I, I think it's an unfortunate thing. Now, like lots of times I bring up some artist you know, and people are like, oh, I hate that guy because he said X 12 years ago or he did X 12 years ago. And I don't mean anything like problematic. It's like, oh, well, they kicked out this guitarist because of blah, 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 some trivial thing. It's like people hold these things, hold the smallest things against each other for like decades and it's fucked up. And like, you have to, we have to, like, do we want to live in a world where you can never be forgiven for something like, you know, minor that you did. Obviously, if it's something truly problematic where you've victimized someone, that's different. But saying something dumb on Warp Tour 11 years ago, like we can't hold that against people forever. This is a really cool video. It makes me happy. Um, this is a, a really good reaction, I think. I get so much like nasty, hateful comments every day or just people being pedantic and arguing about dumb shit that doesn't matter. Um, and I, I don't see stuff like this very often. And when I do, it makes me really happy. This is like exactly like, this is the whole goal of how, of what I wanted to accomplish with, with this channel is to just start conversations like this. So it makes me really happy that he did this. And um, yeah, that's cool. That made me really happy. Now let's talk something that's probably not as cool. Prague isn't music rant. And uh, let's see. 
what he has to say. Hi everyone and welcome to the channel and I'm here for a rant video for you guys. Now okay. for this rant, I'm going to Seems nice enough. make a response to a video that I've seen recently. Okay, I went into this from that first frame and the title and stuff. I was expecting like level nine hate, but so far I feel like he's probably not that. The punk rock NBA who discussed the problems with progressive music. Now, this is a video that I actually watched twice to Thank basically you. fully gather everything, I guess. Yes, a fellow hat man. So, I think that's cool that he said he watched it twice to kind of gather his thoughts. One of the problems with this world is people reacting, you know, to like reacting emotionally without thinking about stuff with and and taking everybody's arguments on bad faith or misinterpreting them. So the fact that he took his time to watch it twice is awesome. More people should do that. This NBA punk rock guy is absolutely insane. He really is because, you know, the things that he was saying about progressive music, about how there's no hooks or catchiness and how they really don't make songs. And that was his argument in this video. I don't know if he was mainly referring to classic prog or modern prog because, well, I am someone who does prefer classic prog. So, I mean, if he wants to make- I prefer classic prog too. I was talking- I think it's true of both, but I was talking about modern prog, but I actually prefer classic prog. What about Rush? I mean, you can't say that Rush doesn't have any catchy songs. Well, that's a valid point. I mean, Tom Sawyer is a super catchy song that lots of people know. I agree with that. But again, if you have to go back, when did that song come out? Like 1980 or something? If you have to go back that far to find an example of something, I think that that's, you know, I think that that may support my point. I mean, look at the songs that they've done in the 80s time. Same with Yes and even Genesis. I agree with those things too, but again, those are 80s bands. I mean, if his point of view on this is talking about Yes, Genesis, and Rush, then I think he has a valid point because those bands, I mean, they had hit songs, like legit top 10 hit songs that normies know. Uh, and so, you know, from if, if that's his frame of reference, he's right. And uh, my argument would be that whatever those bands did right back then to be able to write those songs and to sort of balance creating stuff that is technically challenging and interesting, but also with enough hooks that normies could still get into it has been lost. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's wrong if that's his point of view. One thing I think I would have probably done a little bit better in that video is to clarify whether I'm talking about this stuff here that he's talking about, like, you know, old school prog versus progressive metal, which is really what I was talking about. So I think maybe I could have titled that a little bit better uh perhaps but maybe it wouldn't have gotten as many views if i did that i think that's pretty much what this is going to boil down to is if he thinks i'm talking about genesis and rush then uh, i think his comments are probably more valid than if he knew i was talking about you know era he seems like a nice guy that uh, was not making this with any kind of like ill intent like those metal people who are trying to be nasty and stuff So I want to be charitable to them and I appreciate that he made this let's watch become the night here I'm probably not gonna watch this whole thing because that is really long But again, I really appreciate that he made this I've never watched this before So I don't know what he's gonna say but I appreciate that somebody with an audience this big uh, Made a reaction video like this. So let's check it out we're not familiar. Punk Rock MBA made a video talking about the problems of prog music, mostly focusing on progressive metal, and I think rightfully so. Towards the beginning of the video, he says, don't look at this as talking shit, and this is more like your big brother pulling you to the side and telling you things you should work on, which 
towards the beginning I agree and I take it from that perspective. Towards the back half of the video is where he starts making statements broadly about the genre that I really don't think are accurate. I don't actually remember what I said. So maybe he has a point, we'll find out. The Car. problem with Prague is in a word, riff salad, which I guess is actually two words, but you get my point. It's a genre that's fixated on technique, gear, time signatures, and other technical stuff to the point where they just kind of forget to write songs. He's saying it's riff salad, that the people listening and making the music are too fixated on riffs, tone, and technique more than they are songs. By that, I am assuming you mean they are focusing too much on things that guitar players find neat as opposed to composition. Yes. That statement, I absolutely agree with. The thing is more progressive by how radical and well-adopted it is. If something is very radical, but no one's actually using it, is that actually making any progress? But if everyone is using it, but it's not very radical... I mean, that's just by definition, the same shit we've always done. I like to think of it as less that. of a genre and more of a musical philosophy or method. The Prague archives. I actually completely agree with that. And that's another thing that I maybe could have been more clear about in this video. Same critique about being too riff focused can apply to the vast majority of metal today by a long shot. Yes. So I will agree with you. The prog from the 2010s and onward is especially obnoxious. Fully agree with that. To the vast, vast majority of people, a song is defined primarily by two things, the vocal melody and the lyrics. That is very much an oversimplification. Sing me it's the not. words to classical gas or Beethoven's fifth, both pieces that everyone can hum off the top of their heads you can find exceptions to any pattern that does not disprove the pattern this is a fact like this is how most people think about songs every person in this fucking world can sing twinkle twinkle little star it's a great song but it's not great because it has as much value as beethoven's fucking fifth and pretending or well, why not i mean i think i i don't think that he's made a compelling case. Again, you've got to go back to first principles thinking. First principles thinking is the idea of beginning with a fundamental premise and going from there. In other words, if you believe that Beethoven's fifth is fundamentally more valuable than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, why? I think you could certainly make the case that, you know, for example, if we're talking about like a piece of music is valuable because it brings other people joy, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, it's very arguable has brought people more joy than Beethoven's Fifth. In any case like this, I think it's very important to go back to first principles and ask yourself why, 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 until you get to some like basic philosophical concept that is at the under that is that is the foundation of everything else that you believe it may sound like i'm overthinking it but that's like the whole basis of my entire channel is like first principles thinking and the reason why is because i think that's an important thing for life in general plain and simple not saying it's not important saying doesn't have the depth verifiably not remotely this so what what is so we saw in the in the chat here beethoven's fifth so you can think about and analyze endlessly twinkle twinkle is shallow um, you know, he sort of said the same thing. So is the fundamental principle here then that um, complexity defines value? And in, in which case, uh, if I wrote a piece of music that was five times more complicated than Beethoven's fifth, would, would that mean it was more valuable? I, I don't think any of us would believe that. 
I don't think any of us believe that complexity defines value. So it's got to be something else. And I, I don't know what that thing is, but I don't think it's complexity. EV Original says you almost have to give Twinkle Twinkle more props for having a staying power despite being as shallow as it is. So, you know, like again, perhaps staying power, perhaps um, the amount of people who remember this thing and can reproduce it. Maybe that is the thing that defines value in music. You know, you could debate these things endlessly. Complexity in it, in itself, to me, has no inherent value. It's like, what what is your intention as an artist? You should use no more or less complexity than that. You know, guitarists, in their mind, guitar is the center of the entire universe. Everything else exists just to elevate and showcase the guitarist. They're almost like pathologically incapable of writing a song where the guitars aren't the focal point of everything. Agreed, but don't leave drummers out of this one, my man. <laughs> in the gent and metalcore scene, they are just as bad and obnoxious as the guitar players. I promise you. The fact that Van Halen was such a huge band and had that kind of mainstream success is what made Eddie Van Halen such a transformational figure and enabled him to do so much for guitar and guitar music in general. And that is what I argue Prague actually is. Eddie Van Halen I agree. is more Prague than Dream Theater, yes, in my opinion. I agree. The That's kind of my whole point, is that I don't actually think that so-called progressive music is, is actually progressive. How many people got into guitar because of him? And would they have ever discovered him if he took the easy way out of just writing nerdy fusion songs? Say that writing nerdy fusion songs is the easy way out is bullshit. I am not saying it is easy to write a hit song by any means, but saying that it's easy to write something that quote has no structure, I think you're making more assumptions than you realize you are. Tell you what, you you try writing a wankery prog fusion song sometime and then tell me how many of these immature teen tiny dick people tell you how wonderful you are. Go ahead. I challenge you if it's so fucking easy. Uh, well, I have done that before. I did that, you know, when I was 22. I don't think that I was great at it necessarily, but I, I know that it's easier to write that stuff than it is to write um, simple, accessible music that people actually like. So I, I actually am speaking from experience on that. And, you know, I suppose people can agree to disagree on that, but uh, that is my opinion. I guarantee you're going to be writing a hit song before you get the talent together to write a fusion song that actually is worth a damn. It's almost like it's why you see so many people pursue a pop career as opposed to a fusion career, because it takes less fucking talent. It's more about luck. Well, here's the thing. This is just actually not true. If you've been around a lot of pop musicians, whether they're writers or producers or you know players, session musicians, whatever, these people are the top of the fucking food chain. They're so fucking good at what they do. The the people in those in pop who are the best of the best can play whatever they want. Like lots of these people, actually a lot of them are like prog metal people. I have worked in this space for a long time. I've been around this stuff all the time. Like people in pop are the best of the best. You know, Nashville people are really fucking good too. I think you can make a case for them being the best, but either way, it's like 1A and 1B. Pop and Nashville are the fucking best exceptional maybe less people do it because it's not as appealing that's that's true too i mean even less people play gore grind than prog metal that doesn't mean that gore grind is like some great kind of music that more people should do you know it's just 
Core grind is not good music, and people don't like it. That's why nobody plays it. Nobody gives a shit about how fast you can play. That is bullshit. Ingve Momstein, the epitome of guitar machismo masturbation, sells out shows specifically to who? Who does he sell his tickets to? Because people care how fast he can play. To other people who play guitar. We'll both agree that in the world of musical enjoyment, it's not nearly as important as composing a song that actually moves you. But yes. saying no one cares how fast you can play is... This, is... this is a great point. Being able to do something doesn't make it interesting. That's totally true. And this is this is um, my point with like originality and complexity in music, too. You know, any of us could probably write a piece of music that's like nothing you've ever heard. That doesn't mean anybody will want to listen to it, right? So... Going back to first principles, how do we define the value of music? I, I think we all agree that whether other people enjoy it or not has some weight. You know, it, it's probably not everything, but it's probably something. So however you want to look at the value of music, I think you do have to consider whether other people enjoy listening to it or not to some extent. Anyway, uh, I, I feel like we could, you know, watch this forever, but we get the point. I, I think this is a good video. Um, you know, I, we probably agree, disagree on a few things, but uh, I think it's a good video. I, I think that everything he said was respectful uh, and he makes some valid points and I appreciate that he made it. So, um, yeah, there's a big difference between something like this and these butthurt rant videos. Nothing about this is a butthurt rant to me. I think it's cool. So what I'm going to do on here is more stuff like this, reacting to like videos and news and stuff like that again like i said i really just kind of want to recreate the feeling of you know 2 a.m at denny's hanging out after a show or something like that i've had the most some of the most enjoyable times of my life doing that and i would hope that we can recreate that here that's my goal uh, i'm also going to start doing my podcasts live on here i'm also going to review your music on here and i do that for patrons now i will prioritize all my patrons because there's probably 50 patron reviews or something that I haven't had time to do. And I want to prioritize those people, you know, to thank them for their support. So that's how we'll do it. Oh yeah, streaming schedule. I'm going to try to do Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at the same time, 4 p.m. This is still super early, so I don't know if that's what I'll stick with. Um, but that's what I'm going to try for and we'll, we'll see what happens. So thank you guys very much and I will see you next time. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.